This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Now listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. That's right, their little tushies, all shapes, all sizes, especially when they start really moving. We have discovered this recently with Dawson because he doesn't stop running. Now, with Huggies Little Movers, you get our best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. I'm just imagining Dawson's tushy now, and it makes me smile. Now, Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all babies' curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers right now. We got you, baby. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Episode 4 of The Dean Lounge. I call it The Dean Lounge only to not confuse people because we are changing the name of this segment starting right now. I put out on my Instagram what we could name this because I am not creative enough to come up with anything. And there were some very good submissions. The The one that I enjoyed the most was Been There, Dean That. So that's what we're going to call this. So I'm going to start this all over. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of Been There, Dean That. Today's episode is a very special episode because it's today's episode. I it did lie to you guys a little bit last week. I did say I wanted to go through these episodes chronologically, or I'm sorry, my trips chronologically, and I am getting off of that path right now. But I saw an opportunity, and I had no choice but to seize it because I have a friend staying at the house with us. Not only is she, is she staying here now, but she stayed here for the whole week and got to ski and 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 hang out with our dog. Gosh, what a great week that must have been having this house all to yourself. But if you follow me on Instagram, which I hope you do, you will know that I climbed all of the 14ers in Colorado last summer, with the exception of three, because I'd already climbed them. It was a big accomplishment for me. It was an incredible summer, best summer of my life. And I'm excited to talk to you about it. I might talk about it again later at some point. But uh, my friend here, can we call you by your real name? Sure. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Hannah. (laughs) Hi, Hannah. (laughs) Hi. <laughs> my friend here, we probably did what, like 12 of the mountains together? 16. You can, you know, off the top of your head, 16, sure, yeah. which is it, which is 15 more than any other person that I climbed the mountains with, probably. Well, Austin, I did three with. 
but it's significantly more than anyone else I climb any other mountains with. So since you're here, I figured why not just talk to you and, and see what's going on. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so tricky because this is it's with this. It's like, what do you what do I talk about? Because I, I mean, I don't know. It's like easy to tell a story in a, a conversational aspect, but it's hard to be like, well, this and this and that and that and this happened. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially when you're holding a microphone. It's intimidating. You've done interviews before, though. I sure have. So Hannah here for the uninitiated. Uh, she's a great marathon runner. She's been she's completed the what is it called? The world world majors world majors. And that's six marathons in six. Well, in yeah, different countries in different because there's the New York, the Australia. New York, Boston, Tokyo, London, Chicago. And I'm blanking on the last one. Australia. Nope. Oh, um, somewhere else. Los Angeles. What is the last one? I, I it forget. doesn't matter. You did them all. You did all six, anyways, um, and that's great because I would never, I would never run a more than a mile. Even running a mile, I would just run out to the ice cream truck, running by that, driving by the house. That's about as far as I get. So for me to even be standing on uh, equal ground with you in some other aspect of a physical accomplishment is, it's, you know, I'm proud of myself for that. I guess is all I have to say. But a true testament to your ability as a, a an athlete. So I met Hannah, she reached out to me on Instagram because I posted that I wanted to climb all 58 and I had done zero research. I had no idea what I was doing. I I listed the mountains I wanted to climb by dates and Hannah reached out and she was like, you're an absolute idiot. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? She goes, you said it nicer than that. Though. You did, but at first you were a little- I thought that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, now that I know your personality, it's, it was nice, but like, you know, I was a little like, whoa, this girl has to set me straight. <laughs> Um, because there's a lot that you can do in, in the same day. There's a lot that you want to like link in the same loop or whatever it is. And I didn't know any of that stuff. And so Hannah reached out and she like very graciously was just offering up information, which is all I really wanted at that point too. And little did I know that she, you were probably at what, like 30 or something at the beginning of last year. I think summer? I was at four. Uh, I was at 32. 32. I think. And so not only were you able to draw on that experience and kind of help me plan my stuff, but you had, obviously I had 55 more to go and so of those 55 you had 25 to do and we didn't do all of those but you did for your much to your credit like let's say you'd already climbed one of them or hiked one of them i hadn't done it you're like yeah i got nothing going on i'll just come out and do that for the day <laughs> which is great <laughs> right yeah i uh, wanted to do some repeats i mean i had a good time and it's good to stay in shape yeah i think the very first one we did was like it was like the fourth or fifth one i did it was tories and grays uh off of i-70 there and it was like early or late spring. So early, yeah, late spring. So there was still a little bit of snow on the ground and we were like, screw it. Let's just ski it. Mm -hmm. It was a great ski. Yeah. Man, where are we going to go with this? I think it's going to be interesting because a lot of people, I don't want to say they like count girls out when it comes to like the outdoor space. But I do think that there is like, um, like a perceived like harder barrier to entry. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like this is a very, it's a male dominated space. Yeah. Yeah. And so how did you get into it? Um, so I got into it with a friend, um, friend from college, lived in Colorado and was like, actually, we're sitting in a bar um, having some drinks. And he's like, hey, do you want to hike a 14er tomorrow? And I was like, sure. Went home, Googled, what is a 14er? Yeah. <laughs> because I had no idea. And I saw it's a five mile hike, so much elevation gain. I was from Illinois, so I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, but I showed up, we started at 2 p.m. Um, on a snowy November day and... Yeah, I had no, no idea what I was getting myself into. And which one was that? Uh, that was Quandary. 
Okay. Um, actually, after that one, I promised myself I'd never do that ever again. I never wanted to do any more. Yeah. That was one and done for me. And that obviously changed. <laughs> obviously changed. Yeah. yeah. My first one, actually, so Quandry, I showed up in cotton leggings, which is a big no-no, mm. and Sorrel snow boots with the fur. I remember that story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking good. <laughs> fortunately, the Quandry is considered one of the easier ones. It is, yeah. But still not easy if you're unsure of what you're getting yourself into Correct. and you're wearing Sorrels and In November. Leggings. Yeah. Yep. And in November. And didn't you say it snowed there or something? Recently? Oh, it was it was super snowy. Yeah. We were post-holing down to our thighs. It was, yeah. Okay. So you climbed that with your friend, and then did you take time off, or did you just have the itch right away oh no i didn't want to do any more ever again yeah. um i had a friend reach out a couple months later and wanted to do the decalibron so the four that are together mm -hmm. and so just to appease her i was like sure i'll do those two with you and then at that point i'd done five so i was like what's another however many 53. more until 58 53 yeah. things with the math yeah 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 what's another 53 you're already six percent of the way done exactly. with the challenge <laughs> um yeah so decalibron is one of those things that i was talking about earlier where it's uh four peaks within it's probably what like a nine mile hike that day or something mm -hmm. like that yeah. and it just it would be stupid to go up there and just do one of them and then go down you might as well just do all four in the same day and then boom yeah. you're done with four so yeah so i remember uh, well I, I did the calibron and that was right after we did tories and grace together and then you reach back out and you're like yeah we're gonna go do um carson and challenger, challenger. Mm -hmm. which that was the first real taste that i had of like big overnight backpacking for the summer at least because yep. we hiked up i think it was like a five four or five mile hike to base camp at the beautiful lakes and then we woke up early in, in air quotations because it's never really early when, when i'm going um and then we climbed those two and i remember because it was still at the point in the season where there was so much snow and do you remember like having to go through the snow on the way up to challenger oh yeah well you and i took a different route and my friend tyler kind of went up the snowy route and we just kept looking at him like what an idiot yeah <laughs> and then didn't he end up beating us to the top of it? <laughs> yeah well that's just a testament to how strong he is i guess yeah. <laughs> and then um the traverse on the way up to kit carson it was like you 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 guys were more micro spikes definitely like what you needed to do there was like ice um down this big cliff side with like a tiny narrow ledge it was very sketchy i remember mm -hmm. it and yeah, you didn't wear micro spikes i was too stubborn too and i think i only had yak tracks too so i was like these probably wouldn't even help me out if i needed them yeah and then yeah the way down that i remember we were like let's hitting all the way down that was pretty awesome at that point too in my experience or my journey for lack of a better word I was like, man, I have to do this 50 more times. It's hard when you first start out, you know? Yeah, especially when you use the tougher ones, you're just like, I have to do this again? Like, this was really hard and I'm exhausted. But in hindsight, do you think uh, Carson and Challenger were the tougher, one of the tougher ones? Like, maybe no. top 50%? Uh, I, yeah, I would say top 50% yeah. for sure, yeah. Yeah, those ones were fun though. I do, I, and it, it just like, because it started off kind of early with one of those ones. I do really enjoy like the overnight trips a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Because you finished on Wyndham and Sunlight mm -hmm. and Chicago oh, Yola Basin, yeah. in the North mm -hmm. Yola. Yeah, Chicago Basin, just yeah. to summarize that, which is great. And we'll get to that, I guess, later, because I want to hear more about your finishing experience with it all. But so how long did it take you to do 58? Uh, Pretty quick still. Well, I started in 2016 Yeah. in 2023. So seven you're years. good at math. So seven, <laughs> do six, seven, seven, eight years, seven years. Um, and what this? Last summer was the most active you were with it? Yeah, so I did 35 this summer. 35, right. I remember that. Yeah. One of the ones we were hiking near the end, for me, you were like, well, I've already done 23. I might as well just do 30. And I'm like, who are you doing this for? What, like, what is the, what is <laughs> the actually trying to Which is funny. This because, podcast to make myself yeah. look really cool. <laughs> and it's mission accomplished. So you climbed all 58, but how many 
do you think you've climbed like repeats included uh, probably uh yeah i would say probably like 60 or 70. no more than that i'd say oh. like 80. okay maybe 80. let's call know. it 80. okay and then the third you haven't done many 13ers or no i have done like two okay is that ever going to be a list uh for you to knock out yeah yeah but a 14er is uh a mountain peak that stands over fourteen thousand feet and correct me if i'm wrong on any of this stuff there is according to google there's 98 in the u in the northern america um and 58 of those sit in colorado surprisingly mm -hmm. enough in the colorado rockies so there's like 14 in california 25 in alaska one in washington I think that's it, right? For the most part. Sure. Maybe no, not Hawaii. Maybe. I no idea. No idea. <laughs> and so it's really cool, especially like living in Colorado. You know, you have all of these huge mountains in your backyard, and a lot of people do make it their goal to climb them. A lot of people make it a goal just to climb one, just to climb three, five, ten. It doesn't really matter what it is. But the thing is, they're not easy. And coming from Illinois, how did you adjust to the? I guess the elevation. Like, did you struggle with altitude sickness at all? On oh, yeah. Um, not on a 14 but just in general. Um, just like in the mountains, I've definitely had elevation sickness. I don't remember you ever having it when we did anything. No. The only time I've really kind of felt it was when my friend and I did handies and we slept on the top. Mm. And the first, like, few hours trying to breathe and sleep. Yeah. Like, I was waking up, like, every, like, two seconds because I would, like, try and fall asleep and then wake right back up because I couldn't breathe. Yeah. So that was, like, the only time. But it wasn't elevation sickness. It was just, like, couldn't breathe. <laughs> Well, was it cold? Was there a sleeping bag over your face or something? Oh, yeah. I was cocooned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Now, listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. That's right. They're little tushies, all shapes, all sizes, especially when they start really moving. We have discovered this recently with Dawson because he doesn't stop running. Now, with Huggies Little Movers, you get our best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. I'm just imagining Dawson's tushy now, and it makes me smile. Now, Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all babies' curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers right now. We got you, baby. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. 
I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When I met you, and then you introduced me to Tyler, and you introduced me to Carly, like your group, it seemed like it was pretty 50-50 split men and women. Maybe yeah, even more, so, maybe even more favorable towards women, right? Yeah. So Carly and I met had met on a hike prior, and I was with my friend Tyler. So the two of us were hiking, and we met with Carly, and we all realized we had the same, pretty similar peaks to finish. So we all made a pact. This, this is 2022. Made a pact to finish them all together. So mm. that was our goal for 23. But they had like half of what i had left so a lot of those i was gonna have to do by myself yeah and how many but you did zero by yourself right i've never done a 14 by myself which is that is correct that is a quite the, the feat in itself i feel like <laughs> i kind of wish i i had more friends to hang out with like someone <laughs> with me there were times and you'll you'll you obviously know this um maybe not firsthand but through, just through my stories is like when i'm hiking by myself i'll just like literally sit down on a rock for like an hour doing crosswords and like take a nap and then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's getting late. I gotta, I gotta finish this, and then I'm like finishing in the dark. But what's <laughs> nice is when you're hiking with friends is like they keep you, they hold you accountable. I'm like, dude, you can't just stop, man. Like, we gotta go. And there was a couple where you did stop on a rock, and I was like, are we ever gonna move again? Because yeah, my legs are getting tired. I would like to keep moving, and you're like, well, hold on, I got two more, two more crosswords to do. Right yeah, <laughs> when we did Yale, I do remember like walking and doing crosswords. Yeah. And well, I don't know why I do that. I do just get kind of. I don't want to say bored because like that sounds really shallow and vapid of me to say, but when you do all of those, it's like they start, they start to look the same. Mm -hmm. Right. And you just kind of like want to get them over with. Like there are so many peaks that I did where I was just like, I just am doing this just to d get it done. Like I'm not really enjoying myself yeah. much out here. And that's why like the, the more challenging ones, like obviously you're not going to sit and do a crossword puzzle on Capitol. Yeah. So they're just a lot more fun and there's right. things to, you're really focusing on what you're doing versus just like looking at nature, which is obviously really cool. And that's a, that's a really important thing to note too, for anyone that's listening to this, wondering more about it is there's of the 58, like 35 of them are basically hikes and you could do it with, with any type of fitness level, as long as you're like capable to handle the elevation, it's just, it would just take you longer. I kind of mentioned this last week on, on last week's episode, you could, you could do it at any fitness level, just like, just slow down and take your time. But then there are certain ones where like, it gets a little more, challenging you have to use your hands and 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 climb sometimes or there's a lot of those traverses that we did where it's like you could fall to the right two feet and you're dead and obviously no one wants that to happen but majority of them are pretty pretty straightforward i still think to this day my favorite day in the mountains was when we did the little bear blanca traverse yes hands down that was awesome mm -hmm. we so similar to what we were just talking about with carson and challenger you hike up well hannah drove us up pretty dang far <laughs> so we only had to hike like two miles up but typically you would hike like six miles i think something yep. like that yeah. into this beautiful basin and then you like set up camp camp there and then you wake up the next morning and i never wake up early i am the absolute early worst early riser i was the first one out of the tent that morning you were i was so shocked carly and i were sharing a tent and i was like we, we can lay in we can sleep in a little bit longer dean's yeah. gonna take another like probably 45 minutes and then you woke up and you're like, I'm ready to go. I, I looked at Carly. I was like, this is not normal. Yeah. And that was my first time meeting Carly too. She's not, every, <laughs> everyone that we were doing those with, I felt like I was the least physically capable person there. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I do think it's, I think the only thing I had. Way to stay humble. <laughs> no, I swear to God. The only thing that I had, like maybe that I could have been better at you guys was I was just like, I, I didn't, 
I wouldn't say you guys are like scared of heights, but I just like what that stuff doesn't bother me. So like when it gets like kind of sketchy like that, I'll just be like, oh, whatever, this is fine. But like the hiking and the climbing and like all of the endurance stuff, like I'm getting my ass kicked all the time. So I have to make it until we go down ride. and then you and Carly just left Tyler and I in the dust. Yeah, I think that was just a matter <laughs> of like, I just want to get to the bottom <laughs> at this point. But no, that hike was amazing. So you we hiked up at sunrise before sun. I guess we got to the mm -hmm. first peak around sunrise. And this is touted as maybe the most dangerous of the of the whole escapades, minus like the Bells Traverse or Capital. Yeah. Or Longs if you want to get technical because most people die on Longs, but that's just because most people go do Longs yeah. underprepared. And it, it, I posted videos on my Instagram and, and, and you posted a lot of amazing pictures too. It's like you're literally just walking a tightrope for a mile. Mm -hmm. And there are 2,000 foot drop to your left, 2,000 foot drop to your right. The stakes are so high and that's what makes it so fun. And it, what's great too, like I would have hated doing that alone Yeah, because it, what made it so enjoyable for me was like, you know, one of us running into an issue, I would be scared to do something. And then Tyler or you or Carly would step around and be like, oh, it's so easy. You just put your hand here and you just pull up onto this. And then you're like, oh, okay, I guess I can do that. Yeah. There were so many instances where we were like switching leaders too, you know, like Tyler led the first quarter. I did the second quarter. You did the third quarter mm -hmm. and then Carly did the last quarter. Yeah. It was pretty great. Um, so if you're thinking about doing that, make sure you're ready for it. But still to this day, the best day of my, yeah. of my life. Oh, my gosh. So much fun. And you're just on the entire time. You're just think, like thinking about the next step in front of you. You're just, it, yeah, it's really good times. Yeah. Um, and then we went up and did Humboldt right after that, too, which is actually really fun. Mm -hmm. I was I was pleasantly surprised by how fun Humboldt was. Um, but yeah, and then what did we do? So then we kind of, then I was at like 40 or something and you were at like 50 yeah, I think I hit 50 or maybe 51 on that. You were like going so hard from like late spring to midsummer. And then I think that you like kind of knew that you were going to finish on this date. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to take a, like a little bit of a break yeah. now. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. we had our finisher date already set in stone. Like yeah. we had planned everything because the Chicago Basin, which is where we finished, we had to have a train ticket to get into the basin. So you have to book that ahead of time. So yeah. we knew the date that we were going to finish. We had a whole crew of people that were coming with us. Um, so yeah, we just kind of planned everything around that day. So there was some time frames where I wasn't really doing a whole lot because I didn't really have to. Right. Cause you already knew it was like a foregone conclusion that unless you got up there and like weather didn't let you do it, yeah. that's how you were going to finish. And honestly, you saved my butt because when we were doing Carson and Challenger, you were talking about that Chicago basin trip and you were like, yeah, we had to book our tickets. Thankfully we got the last ones. And I was like, wait a second, you have to reserve those tickets. <laughs> and I like immediately got on the phone with my brother when I got into service and I was like, Hey, we have to get tickets for this train. Like you can't just show up. And he goes, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. And I was like, no, I'm right. We need to call these guys. And he called them and he was like, we literally got the last two. That is so crazy. Which is so fortunate. <laughs> but I, let's talk about Chicago basin for a second, because that rivals, it, it maybe wasn't as fun of a day as little bear Blanca traverse, but the experience as a whole was maybe one of the best backpacking experiences. Oh yeah. So you drive to Durango, you d jump on the steam train that takes you up into Needleton mm -hmm. and then you hike six miles into this again. It, I, it's so hard to not sound redundant when you're talking about this <laughs> stuff, but like, and then you hike six miles up into this beautiful little basin area. And then from there, you're surrounded by four peaks. And they're not just like, you know, we were talking earlier about the easy ones and the hard ones. Those ones are all pretty technical, more or less. Yeah. But not super challenging, but like technical enough to keep you interested, I mm -hmm. guess. Yeah. And it that was an amazing weekend because we did it separate. I did it with my brother and I know you did it with your friends to finish. 
it's just it's amazing up there and you were with like 20 people yeah we had a crew of people yeah it was awesome i mean it made it super special because people flew in from all over tennessee california just to come support which was really really cool did they climb them with you so it was like 50 50 so the first day we did the two elios and i don't even know how to say that word but elios and north Yolis. Yeah. yeah so we did those the first day trying to wait for the snow to fall off of the or melt on Wyndham, which was our finisher because it had snowed and it was probably going to be pretty dangerous um so did the first two first and we had probably 50 percent of us do those and then six of us i think were on the finisher day and what did you do to celebrate up there i popped some champagne we had some balloons nice. yeah it was great yeah, my finisher, funny enough, actually, because you're in this story as well, it was an equally, uh, I don't want to say equally challenging because they're challenging in different ways, but we did the Bells Traverse to finish, which you had done maybe like a week or two prior, mm -hmm. but you had done the Bells separately, right? I had done them separately. And then the day that we wanted to do the Traverse, it was just too stormy. So we ended up not doing that. And right. so I knew I wanted to go back and get the Traverse to do all four Traverses. Yeah. Um, so went back and did it again. So yeah. yeah. So, the, so the Bells Traverse is considered... And I would vouch for it as well being the most challenging of the of anything that we did in the 14ers, right? Yeah, I would say give or take between that and Little Bear Blanca, but... But Little Bear Blanca was more like mentally challenging. Yeah. And yeah, I would say the Bells is more challenging because you're upward climbing. So yeah. there are some parts where you're like, do I need a rope for this? Yeah. Like, am I okay? Well, and we were when we were climbing it, we were like, I know I can climb up that, but if I go the wrong way and I have to turn around, I definitely cannot climb down that yeah. you know what i mean and so that was my big mental crux in the bells was because your the route is is not at all well defined and there's not really much beta you can find online so you're you're using your best judgment and and most times you're probably going to be right but there are so many horror stories you hear oh, yeah. people up there where they go the wrong way and they get mountain rescued off or whatever yep so that was my big thing with their bells traverse because there was a super vertical pitch i'm sure you probably did the same one where it's like you know, not super long, like 30 or 40 feet, but you are vertical climbing. Yeah. And you're like kind of on like this little ret thing. And so you're super exposed, no ropes or anything. And you're pretty tired at that point too. Fortunately, I, I think everyone probably goes through this at, at that section. You're like, you get to the top and you're like, oh, thank God that was the right yep. way. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, if you do it the opposite direction, so we went south, both of us went south to north. If you do north to south, you do need a rope to repel that part. So uh -huh. that was the part where I was like, hopefully this is right, because if I need to get down from here, I don't have a rope. So yeah. I didn't know that's that. not good. I didn't yeah. know that people would do it north to south with a rope. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Because I didn't really see any belay rings or anything up there. Yeah. I don't know what I they do. I guess you could like but... sling around a rock or something. Yeah. But yeah. So then I did North Maroon. Uh, the day before my wedding. And so Kalen was in Aspen. My brother was in Aspen. I did it with him. And then my best friend was in Aspen. He lives here, I guess. So I did it with him as well. Got to the bottom and Hannah and Carly and Kalen and my brother's wife were all sitting there waiting with balloons and cake. It's a great experience. The best part was when we were waiting for you guys and Kalen was kind of ducked down and we're like, okay, you're going to give him this balloons and whatever. And I look over to Kalen. I'm like, I love surprises. And she's like, oh shit, Dean hates surprises. <laughs> I do it. I do hate surprises. And also, weren't you like, didn't you plan for us to be done by like two and we didn't get done till like five or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know where they're at. They should be down already. I wasn't trying to panic Kalen, but. I don't know why it took us so long. I mean, when it started late, but I do remember it being like extra scary because it had, it was the first snow of the new season. And like the descent down South Maroon into the saddle area was like super slippery and sketchy. And so we were like very, very slow through that yeah. area. And also, I'm not a very fast sometimes i'm fast but i would say majority of the time i'm not fast this episode is brought to you by huggies little movers 
Now listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. That's right, their little tushies, all shapes, all sizes, especially when they start really moving. We have discovered this recently with Dawson because he doesn't stop running. Now, with Huggies Little Movers, you get our best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. I'm just imagining... Dawson's tushy now, and it makes me smile. Now, Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all babies' curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers right now. We got you, baby. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash blackandunlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey folks, Amy and TJ here. Matt James of Bachelor Nation is our guest on the next episode of the Amy and TJ podcast. That's right. Everybody wants to know if and when he and Rachel will finally get married. Well, he's going to fill us in on the destination wedding. Also, he'll talk about his heartbreak over a fellow Bachelor Nation alum. Also talk about his fantasy relationship with Chris Harrison. And would you believe this dude tried to blame me and Robach for missing a very important weekend with Rachel. Yeah, Rachel, it wasn't us. We want to make sure you know that. This is a rare and it's an extensive conversation with Matt James, February 8th on Amy and TJ, everywhere you get your podcasts. When we hiked La Plata, do you remember that one? Yes. We were so slow that day and we got like such a crappy weather system rolled in on us. That's because we started at 2 p.m. Which is also something I really enjoy doing. Yes. (laughs) I just remember I drove from Denver that day and I left at 6 a.m. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to be at the trailhead at 9 a.m. We'll start. And you're like, do you want to be for breakfast? I'm like, not really. I just drove three hours to come hike this. But OK, let's go get breakfast yeah. first. That's honestly why you're. <laughs> and then great. we didn't start till two. That's why you're a great hike partner, though, because so many people would be like, this is not happening. This is bullshit. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But you're just like, yeah, whatever, I guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go with the flow. It's good to have someone that's willing to go with the flow, because if, if, if I'm always go with the flow and if you're going with the flow and your partner is like very 
uh, type A and not go with the flow, it could be a bad uh, oil and water kind of yeah. situation. Yeah. But that almost gets us in trouble because we started at two yeah. and it hailed. Yeah. It kind of stormed, but it was like enough away. For, it didn't storm on us, but it was there. And it was just super windy. And super windy. And I like ran down it. I was like, I'm leaving you. Yeah. And I remember being way steeper than I thought it was going to be. So I like mentally wasn't ready for it. And so I just was so slow going up it. God, La Plata sucked. It was horrible. I hated it. And that was my second time doing it. The first time around, I was like, I am never doing La Plata ever again. Yeah. And then you're like, you want to do La Plata? Wasn't that that with another mountain as well? I know you did Yale a couple times. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Yes, I did. We don't need to get into that. (laughs) But didn't you say you did it again or something after we did it? Yale? No. 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 But there was a couple that I was like, I will never do this yeah. one again. And then I did it again with you. Yeah. But I was just trying to be a good friend. And and <laughs> you were kicking ass. You got 35 peaks. Sometimes you get to ones where you're like, I'm never going to do this again. It was a horrible experience. I just am, I just don't ever want to do this. And then you're like, maybe I can redeem it. Like maybe the next time I do this, it'll be better. Yeah. And some of them I would say were, but some of them I was like, nope. La Plata definitely did not redeem. The, no, La Plata no. did not redeem it. There, so there is, how, how many ranges do you think there are with 14 years? Like five or five, six? Five, I think it's five. Five, yeah, okay. One of those ranges in particular, I would, we, Ken and I would text back in our like little group chat that I put myself into with Tyler and Carly. <laughs> and every chance I got, I would lament about how much I hated the, what was it not? the Was it the Los Al's? No, the Los Al's are in Utah. It was the... um. What Where the collegiate peaks are. Yeah. What is that one called? I'm blanking. Oh. Collegiate peak range. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever the collegiate peaks are, that mountain range. And I would mention it every chance I got, like on social media, to be like, I will never come back here again. And I got so many people being like, you just don't get it. I love that place so much. And I'm like, that's fine. That's great. You can love this as much as you want. But for me personally, an absolute grind. And there was like, there's like 14 mountains in that range. And yeah. they're all like 10 plus mile hikes. And they're all very similar. And they're all very similar. None of them are like exciting enough to be fun. Right? They're just long <laughs> hikes. They're long, horrible hikes. You're not selling these at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so by the, I think the last one I did in that range was, I was going to say enormous peak, but, <laughs> but that's obviously not what it's called. What is the one right next to Albert? Massive. 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 Enormous it's peak. It's not though? massive. It's just, it's not enormous. It's, it's just, just massive. massive. <laughs> When I got done with that one, I like literally screamed on the peak and I was like, yes, I'm finally done with these mountains. Because <laughs> I only had fun ones left. I had like the Elks and Holy Cross, which I was dreading Holy Cross, but I actually had a blast. On I Holy loved Cross. Holy Cross. Yeah. Sneaky fun. But yeah, I mean, that's that's basically all, all of you we got time for. Did it go by faster than you thought? Yes. I want to ask you some more questions about being a female hiker, because I feel like the listeners of this podcast, believe it or not, I would say are majority female. And... A perspective like yours is so unique and so lucky. I'm so lucky to have you on here. And so I want to be able to pick your brain for as many questions as I can, but I can't think of anything right now. What advice, what advice do you have for women who are considering getting into backpacking or hiking or anything like that? I would say find people to go with, find like cool females to go with. Because I think for me, like the biggest thing was if I'd hike with a guy, you'd always be like, oh, well, he's just going to lead. Like, it's fine. But when you go by yourself or you're with other females, you're like, you're the ones that are in charge. And it just gives you so much. I don't know. You just feel so good about yourself. Like, I can do this. I'm out here with my girlfriends. And this is like so much fun and not like discrediting going with guys. And like, you know, it was awesome to hike with you. But like, it's really cool. And it's like just you and your girlfriend. And you're like this. We can do really cool shit together. I loved uh, hiking with you guys because like if you were Carly leading, I'd be like, great. I'm following these women. 
I'm not at all mad about it. This is awesome. <laughs> like just it it it's so funny because like the mountain doesn't care if you're a guy or girl, obviously. And I think a lot of ego gets put into that too. Like with guys, like you're saying, like they just feel like they need to lead. But in reality, it's like, no, they don't. But there is just like this weird stigma around around that for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. I think a majority of people that do hike are guys or that hike these 14ers are guys. Yeah. So it's really cool. I found a group on Instagram who they're all females and they've all finished the 14ers. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And I wanted to be a part of this group so bad that nice. I like messaged them all. And now we're friends, which right. is really cool. So just finding like that community of people. So you, so if you're a girl looking to get into hiking or backpacking or rock climbing or anything, you would suggest that they would go on like Facebook and try to join a group. Or yeah. Facebook 14ers groups, um, Instagram. I just started messaging people. I would like use the hashtag 14ers or females doing 14ers or whatever the hashtag was. Um, and just find girls that were doing it. And I would just Instagram message them. Yeah. What do you think about like the gatekeeping of the mountains? How do you feel about not like this isn't particular to men or women. How do you just feel about that in general? Mm. <laughs> I feel question. Like it is, actually is for you because this is why it's such an interesting question for you and for probably majority of people too. It's like if it wasn't for if it, like you got into the sport at a you know in your 20s mm -hmm. and so if people get kept all their information it would be so much harder for you to enter the sport but now that True. you're into it and you're like ingrained in it there are certain things that you want to hold sacred to yourself and to the people that you know that yep. you've been through it with but like without without people opening up your eyes to it it never would have happened for you yeah, no, that's true. to gatekeep yeah and, and yeah i mean that's i don't fair. know i don't know that's fair so pro or anti i would say pro pro gatekeeping no anti anti-gatekeeping <laughs> take it back take it back <laughs> I'm also twisted the question. I'm anti gatekeep. I hate when people gatekeep. I, I get it to an extent, you know what I yeah. mean. But I hate when I'm like, it happens in photography all the time, where it's like you see someone post this beautiful spot, you, it's like a friend, and you reach out and you're like, hey, where, where is this? Just want to know for future reference. And they're like, oh man, it's a secret spot of mine. I can't tell anyone. And it's like, come on. I just think there's a level to like the only part of me that would be pro for like for it would be just like the safety aspect. Like yeah. I'm not just going to tell anyone they can go do some of this stuff because I don't know your safety level or your level of skill. Yeah. So that would be, yeah, that'd I mean, be my only reason. To your credit with that, I did catch some flack sometimes because I would always like underplay the severity of their yeah. things on like social media. I did the cables up longs, which was like a five, four, and it was not a five, four. It was like maybe five, maybe it was maybe even less than fifth class. And I wrote about this on social media and I had a couple of people, people reach out and they were like, this is um, dangerous of you to be encouraging people to go do it. Or like, you're like basically saying it's more safe than it is. And so someone could go up there and hurt themselves. And I totally get that. Yeah. But if you're going up there to do that and you're not doing your own research separate of just my little Instagram caption, like you're kind of setting yeah, that's kind of on disaster you. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Any other advice for girls out there? Do you wish you started younger? No, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, I was pretty young when I started. You I guess, were, and you still are. You absolutely <laughs> Thank you. Still are. <laughs> I was like, are you calling me old? Well, I wish I started in my late teens. My knees would be a lot more grateful. I yeah, that's like. true. Yeah, I mean, my body would hurt less. Recovery would probably be better. Yeah, but I feel like you never really had an issue with recovery. Maybe like some soreness. I just hit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was popping two thousand milligrams of ibuprofen every single day just to get through. <laughs> And then I stopped after I was done climbing everything. I stopped taking it and my body would just ache every single day. And I'm like, what is this? This is horrible. <laughs> is this what it feels like to be old? <laughs> is this what it feels like not to put a lethal dose of ibuprofen in my body every single day? What's your next goal? Oh, man. I want to do half dome. Mm -hmm. um, cables down. I want to climb the Grand, possibly free solo the Grand. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, the Owen Spalding route, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, big term time goals, LCAP is up there. Mm-hmm. And the diamond on longs. Oh my God. The <laughs> diamond is the coolest rock I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes. It's crazy. But it's also crazy too to think about like LCAP has to, it's like the same thing, but just 20 times longer, yeah. right? Yep. But what's special about the diamond is you get up on the capital and you're just standing right on top of it. Or longs. Oh, that's what I meant. To say. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Once you get up on top of longs, you're like literally standing on top of the diamond, mm-hmm. right? And you look, well, you don't really look down, I guess, because you'd probably fall off. But like you can get off to the side and like see this sheer 200, 300 foot cliff, yeah. just sheer granite. It's the most aesthetic looking um, rock I've ever seen in my entire life. And that's the cool thing about the 14ers too, is there's so many different routes you can do. So now that I finish them, yeah. going back and doing like you did the cables route on longs, like doing the cables route would be like a goal to do that. Or just do, we saw La Plata that had like a really cool route. We didn't do it, but yeah. going back and doing that. Oh, along and, the ridge over mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah. And just okay. doing different iterations of the same thing. Do you feel like now that you, you've made this joke a couple of times when we were hiking and I totally agree with it too. You're like, you kind of, I don't want to say like you made it your personality, but you did make it like such a big part of your life for the, especially the remaining year. Oh yeah. You know, and then you finish it and then you're like, now what? You I know? like laid in bed for two weeks. Like, what am I supposed to do with myself? <laughs> yeah, like, no, I know. Is this how life ends? Am I done? <laughs> because a lot of those goals that you mentioned are, they're great goals, but mm-hmm. you could do those in, you know, theoretically like a day or two, most yeah. of them, except for LCAP, I guess it'd probably take a little bit longer. Yeah. Plus the training for it. But yeah, it's hard to find a goal that like takes you years, you know? And yeah, that's why you always got set, set different goals, I new know. goals after have a goal before you start the next goal so that you always have something to look forward to. That's really smart. Actually, <laughs> that's good advice from Hannah. Start a goal before you finish the last goal. I might need to take, I might need to take your, uh, your advice on that one. And that's good. Okay. So we'll, we'll be sure to keep a lookout for that. What's your Instagram plug it so we can all follow you. Hannah underscore on the road. Oh, wow. You shared your whole Instagram handle there. You just not tell me to. No, I know, but you didn't obviously have to. You were just talking about how, uh, how you wanted to go under a fake alias for this podcast. Heather <laughs> underscore on the road. <laughs> Off the bike. Path. Off the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweet. Well, is there anything else you want to add? That's pretty much sums it up. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'll give you a second to think. Okay. Yeah, that's all you want to add. <laughs> but, well, hey, I wanted to say thank you so much for uh, hiking those mountains with me. Absolutely. Thanks for being a great friend. Absolutely. Thanks for reaching out to me on Instagram. Absolutely. <laughs> Anything you want to thank me for? <laughs> thank all right. You that's for- going to do it. <laughs> that's going to do it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Been There, Dean That. Be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Now listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. That's right, their little tushies, all shapes, all sizes, especially when they start really moving. We have discovered this recently with Dawson because he doesn't stop running. Now, with Huggies Little Movers, you get our best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. I'm just imagining 
Dawson's tushy now, and it makes me smile. Now, Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all babies' curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers right now. We got you, baby. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 